So we've gone over a couple of things about um, what's it like working for terrible management? What's it like having terrible employees? Uh, what the, well, something we've kind of wave topped as we were going over these subjects is learning how to voice your concerns. Um, and this this kind of comes in at a, at a kind of a crucial time of the year for uh, many entities, be it federal, uh, private contracting, uh, private company, you name it. Um, it's the end of the year. Typically, this comes up around year in reviews. Companies put out their uh, their surveys for employees to uh, fill out and complete. And then the company reviews and figures out uh, what the employees are saying is is our issues, you know, that we need to address as a corporate uh, leadership and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so with this, we have a hard Harvard business review article called if your employees aren't speaking up, blame company culture. Ooh, say it ain't so <laughs> say it ain't so company <laughs> culture. What? <laughs> so, and part of me, you know, says with those, I understand when, when, businesses entities outfits get so big it's hard to sit down and you know you can have your uh, drop-off boxes where people can you know anonymously put suggestions or maybe it's a now everything's online right so you have your same electronic drop-off box where people can type in concerns and um, things that they'd like to see fixed or, or identifying problems within the co- company without putting their name out there but you know with these electronic surveys that go out to well, let's say the place that I work for has got like, uh, I think internationally, like 98,000 employees. Wow. So when you put out that, when you put out a, you know, it's hard to get that one-on-one with everybody, with everybody being so spread out. But when you, when you, um, what am I trying to say here? Six, when you, so, so it's hard to speak up when you're doing uh, electronic, um, surveys right um mm-hmm. that's kind of the company culture is is like well people don't want to speak up oh, i'll just wait for the survey and I'll, I'll maybe say something or maybe not um but it doesn't it doesn't promote the the culture of hey um my boss is is open enough to hear these complaints and concerns and then willing to actually do something about them right because when you get these electronic survey results back what two or three months after the survey has actually been taken uh, you, you review them and I, you know, you see the most, you sit around these tables with other management and you kind of re- see the look on people's faces and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We need to be more attentive to individuals needs and Oh, we need to provide more feedback, good or bad throughout the year, not just at the year interview. But I don't know if that really sinks in so much because you're hearing it from an HR rep who's reading off their report results not directly from the employee themselves where you can kind of see their expressions, their emotion behind it really get a, a a background of as to why they brought that to light, right? You read an electronic survey and it says, you know, management doesn't provide enough uh, feedback to employees throughout the year. And, you know, you go, okay, well, that's a pretty broad statement. But if you talk to the individual, say, hey, you know, I, you asked me to do this one uh, side project and um, I felt like I really hit a home run with it for you, but I, I didn't hear anything back. You didn't say anything good or bad. You say, hey, thanks a lot. That report really helped do this. You didn't say, hey, the reports for this 
And because you did this excellent work, we were able to acquire an additional 500,000 in funding for whatever problem, or it could even be the opposite realm. Hey, that report was garbage. You didn't, you didn't get near the data that I was expecting. And it was put together haphazardly and difficult to read. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing, right? So you don't see it the background. You just get that not enough feedback is given, just as one example. Right. And we, we hear uh, a similar ism or a ditty where it goes, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. It, yeah. it, sounds, it sounds like an easy thing to do. Like, oh, if there's a problem, just say something. But it kind of goes into like what the article is saying. It goes down to the company culture and it goes down to the person's um, personality themse- themselves. Because you could have an individual who just doesn't like to talk. He might have a lot of stuff in his mind, but he just doesn't know how to communicate that or communicate it effectively. And then going on back again to the the culture of it all, you might have a culture where it's just like a check in the box where like, oh, you're, you can tell us whatever you want. My door is always open. But when it actually comes down to it, it's kind of that undertone. Don't say it because it might look bad or don't say it because you might get punished. Matter of fact, this kind of brings brings up a a listener question that we got from our Q and A thing from the twenty five thousand uh, downloads, where it asks like, uh, "Have you ever spoken up and regretted doing it?" And or our response for that question and answer was like, "Well, I, I felt bad about how I said it, not so much that I said it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I maybe it was one of those like oh, I kind of. I should have thought about the, how to relay that message better than the way I should have been like, Hey, in a more tactful way, Hey, uh, we've identified some issues and problems over here right now. They're, they're not really issues. They're more of a risk. If we can address it now, we can prevent these problems from becoming issues. Instead, mm-hmm. if we walked, we kicked open the door and said, shit's on fire and it's all fucked up. Right. You know? no, um, so, no, so when you, when you kind of do that though, right. Management goes to you. Oh yeah. You're just, again, squeaky wheel gets the grease, but that wheel goes squeaky for a long time before getting greased. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you had mentioned about, you know, Hey, my door is always open, but that door is always open is about as open. It's cracked, right? It's not open and, and inviting. It's barely cracked. So you can, you have to squint one eye to kind of see through to see if they're in there. Right. Or it's like, you're like, Hey, I'm always available. But then you look on Skype and they're always busy or in a meeting <laughs> they're yep. never available <laughs> or uh how, how many people have done this where if you're in an office setting you always set your status to uh away just so people won't message you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like that it's enough to know when it says busy or in a meeting or away and it's enough to say that to show them that you're there but that's about all that you're there for it's just a presence, not really for resolution of, of anything. Right. Exactly that. And, and so we'll that go- kind of ties in with the culture aspect, right? Yeah. The culture, the, you say you're, you're open to hearing uh, concerns, statements, problems, whatever the case may be. But the culture dictates otherwise by right. partially by mostly closed doors and Skype meetings or Skype uh, messages sent to away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little excerpt from that article we mentioned uh, from that Harvard Business Review. It says, when employees feel comfortable candidly voicing their opinions, suggestions, or concerns, 
organizations become better at handling threats as well as opportunities. Uh, but employees often remain silent with their opinions, concerns, or ideas. There are generally two viewpoints on why. Their first one is their personality perspective, which I think we mentioned already. And the second one is situational perspective, which is which argues that an employee fails to speak up because they feel their work environment is not conducive for them to do so. I think we hit that nail on the head earlier on too. Mm-hmm. So, so let's kind of dive into that. The, we'll say like with the personal perspective or the personality. So like, like again, like you have an individual who just has a lot to say, but just doesn't know how to do it or vice versa. You have someone who just, who who's, I would say they're more like a risk taker or they're more prone to just seize opportunities as they show up. And they're the ones who like really just lets it out. Like just has, has like, has some filter to a degree or has no filter at all. And then they just kind of like see where the results come from it. Yeah. I mean, uh, type A and type B personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Your type A's are going to be in your face. They're going to be voicing their opinions. But I think as, as leaders, you have to recognize that you have both entities on your team and the squeaky wheels are majority going to be your type A's because they're going to be loud and tell you what's what's wrong, what's going on, which is good because half the time they're not blowing smoke up your skirt either. They're 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 coming to you with legit problems. They're just a little more crass in their delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to recognize that you have the quiet riots on your team too. You know they're the they they can identify issues and problems with the rest of them, but they're kind of more the I'll just put my head down, grit my teeth and bear through it mm-hmm. um, rather than bring it up. Cause you know, I, what, what good's it going to do anyhow, but right. you can really probably get some good information out of them, helping them out. Right. They don't have to, they don't have to voice their concerns in front of a crowd, but you can pull them aside every so often and say, Hey, how's it going, man? What's going, what's going on? Anything new? Um, how, how's things going out on the floor? You know? And then, oh, well, this and that. And then they, they might say one key word, right? They might not come out to you directly and say, well, this and this and this and that. But I go, oh, yeah, well, we're doing this. Well, yeah, well, what's going on with that? Oh, well, we had this problem. Oh, man, is are they doing anything about it? Oh, no, but really what should happen is this, this and that. Oh, okay, great. And then you can kind of work with them and help push them through to get resolution that way without everybody yelling and setting things on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've noticed too with the type B personality individuals the quiet riots if you give them something where they don't have to talk or just like yo just go ha- uh, hands free and just type something up or yeah, those, those are the individuals who really know how to type emails <laughs> right and, yeah and they'll just blow it up and, and, and it's usually um, like um, well everything has some form has some fact to it but they have like all the facts you know they have like all the ducks in a row. So like when they say this is fucked up and they have like scenarios and cases and all kinds of shit just lined up to back up that one saying it's like, they've been waiting to do it. They just needed like that one little in uh, versus like the type a personality, right? Something goes wrong immediately. That's kind of like that knee jerk response. When you see uh, a fire, like there's a problem there. It is right there. You know, they have to fix it right then and there and not let it steep. Right. Um, yeah, with the, 
with with those perspectives, right? The situational. I think you kind of talked about it here just a little bit. Six. Um, the fear, uh, uh, fear of suffering significant social cost by challenging your your leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, man, if I if I say something, I don't, ugh, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be out there. But um, you know. It says this perspective leads to solutions focused on how managers can create the right social norms that encourage employees to voice concerns without fear or sanctions. Right. So kind of what you and I have both just been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, pull them aside, figure out who's who is what on your team and who, how they're going to respond appropriately. Right. Your type A is you can come across the top with and be real loud. And this and that. I'm like, yeah, that is a problem. Do this, this and that. Set it all on fire. And they're like, berserkers with battle axes ah, and they go running out the door to 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 make change right mm-hmm. but but then your type b's you're like hey man i just go plant some c4 at these various locations around the building mm-hmm. and uh and see what happens see what change happens right so they're the ones that go oh, they're in the they're moving through the shadows and setting off little explosions of change here and there mm-hmm. but without without being put in the limelight for it whereas your type a is the berserkers they want to be covered in blood at the end of the day Right. You know, (laughs) they want to see the change that way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They like, we we will go in a glorious heat of battle, you know, versus like the type B. They're like the, like the special forces dudes, you know, like they go in, they, they, they do their due and they move out. No one even knew they were there in the first place. Like that was me. Yeah. And next thing you know, that people are just with the changes they instilled, people are just doing like, Hey, when did we start doing this? Well, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, well, let's just keep on then, you know, let's keep moving. Psychological. Where, where, is, the, where is the type A's you are going to come through and you're going to know, you're going to see the physical change for positive. <laughs> <laughs> for positive. You're going to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I liked how this article mentioned, like, uh, it, the two personalities, they're not exclusive, right? So it, it kind, they kind of interdepend on each other. That, that, that's kind of redundant right there, like, interdependent. Anyway, like, if uh, if it was only about personality, then you would hear nothing from the type B or the per- the person who feels like they shouldn't have to voice. Vice versa, if it was situational, it shouldn't matter if this person was loud or quiet. If there was something to be talked about, they're going to talk about it. And that's kind of the idea of what we want in a business. Like It doesn't matter what your personality is, doesn't matter what your views, your ethics, your morals are. If you notice something and it's an opportunity for change or improvement, we want you to say it. Now, how many times have you and I have been through where they say, like, we want innovative individuals. But when you give your innovation, they just kind of look at you like you're a dumbass monkey. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh, thank thank you for taking the time to complete this. Uh, we will we will take it into consideration and we will report back to which they crumble it up, up the ball and throw it in the shredder right next to their desk or, <laughs> or what I've seen nine times out of 10 is you have, you, you speak up, right? We want to see innovation. Okay. We want to see changes for good. So you, you eloquently write out all these, the, the problem statements and resolutions um, to things you've identified throughout the program and you mm-hmm. push them up the chain and you, you have to expect like how many times we said this, you got to make it think it's their, their, their idea mm. that they found it. Right. <laughs> so you, yes. you push that, you, 
you push that up to them and you wait six months. And next thing you know, hey, we've up here in management decided we're going to go and do this, this, and that. Oh, well, yes. Golf clap, golf clap. Right. <laughs> well done. Everybody. Well, well done. You guys, thank God you're here. Fantastic, sir. Just freaking outstanding. Uh, how, how do we live without you? <laughs> how does right. the world and, turn without you? And that's, and that's, you know, one way, one way uh, the change can get done, but that still, it still shows the culture of, I can't really be open and voice my concerns and know that anything will get done. Uh, right. To that, to those statements I've, I've provided. Right. And I think you mentioned, we mentioned this, well, especially you on our toxic employees episode where like you might have an individual who just, who has a concern and just feels like, well, management doesn't give a fuck. So I'm just not going to say nothing. Like, well, time out. That was previous. We're here now. Or that, that was a direction that came way above the top from us. So yeah. what's your concern? Maybe it's something they missed or something they didn't have oversight on because they're so high up there. You know, like when you're when you're a bird's eye view, there's only so much you can see without noticing the ants or without noticing like the little ins and outs that make things move. So which is why we have you at the ground tactical level to, to, to feed us information up so we can make those decisions. Oh, yeah. That's why I tell case, people. I said, hey, hey, I'm in a 15000 foot view of this. Right. Uh, from my level, I'm only seeing so much uh, like you just said. Right. I can see the trees and I can see the lakes, but I can't see the fish in the ponds and I can't see the ants on the forest floor. That's what you guys are there for to feed me up that kind of information. Right. But I also use it to this point too, right? You guys, Hey, you want to make change, but you don't want to really be loud and proud about it. Well, we got some individuals in here who love to be loud and proud. Feed it to them. <laughs> see what they do with it. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, and I do that myself, right? I, I'll go in there and be like, Hey, we want to make this change. Nobody's going to listen to me, but I'm not very, I'm not very in your face about it anyways. Right. I'm not that type of a person. I am more of a, a B type personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I then feed it to somebody else who's more of an A. Hey man, have you ever noticed this before? Oh no. What's going on with it? Well, this, this, and that. Oh man, that's messed up. I agree. We, we need to get this uh, resolved or we need to, we need to push this up the chain. Think you can do that for me? Gotcha. And then, ah, war cry, and they, <laughs> they go running off into the heat of battle, you know? Right. Um, that, that's another way you can get it done, but still, back to the company culture, it, you know. It, it's unfortunate, right? We're, we're talking about company culture, but I feel like a lot of what we're talking about right now is circumventing, right? The culture's not going to change. Here's how you circumvent it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you, what, what's necessary to change the culture? So employees will speak up and feel open to it. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a big one in itself. And, and it really, it, to really start the chain of events that, that can turn the wheel of change, it really has to start with your own circle of, of influence, right? Because if the people, if the team around you can feel open enough to speak up to you, and this is kind of like what started the podcast for us is like individuals just got comfortable voicing their concerns to us. And then, when they see that they're not getting it anywhere else, they start voicing up themselves like, or other people start noticing like, why are those guys talking to you and not to me? Good question. You should probably look into that. <laughs> right. But 
Well, so that, that kind of reminds me of a saying that Ronald Reagan had, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing man can't accomplish as long as he doesn't mind who gets the credit. And, and I really, it's one of my favorite quotes uh, that I've learned in my lifetime. And I, mm-hmm. and I love to use it and repeat it with my own team, right? Hey, we identify all these things. And oftentimes the work that we do goes unnoticed because we push it up to the higher, higher ups who then take it to executive level for resolution. And it looks like they're the ones they get all the glory and this and that. But, but we're going to feel the positive results of that on the back end. You just got to know that you just got to be okay with not being that 15 minutes of fame, right? Wow. This person mm-hmm. identified so-and-so praise them, give them an award, this and that. If you're okay with not, not getting that, there's a lot, there's a lot you can do from the shadows. Right. I know. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a good point too. Like the giving credit part. Um, a lot of individuals, they, they don't voice their opinion because they, they fear reprimand. And they also fear like, um, well, I wouldn't say fear. I'd say like the risk, the, the payoff doesn't match the risk. So yep. like, uh, like what, w- what, what's in it for me? If I say something, right. Am I going to get bashed? Or are they just going to stomp all over it? Are they just going to forget about it? it? It all depends. I mean, sometimes you got to roll the dice on that, but I will say if you're going to present a problem, at least have a situation working at least because uh, if, if there's anything that myself, MVP and Shoreland had mentioned, if you present a problem, like just the problem, it's just going to sound like you're bitching. It, that's just the simple fact. Be- right. Like, uh, like I, I hate this shift. Why? Oh, well, you know, just it, it fucking sucks. Okay. Why does it suck? You know, like answer those questions for me, because if I got to figure it out for you, then you just gave me nothing. And I just consider that a, like you're just bitching. Or you're just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put any forth, any brain power to figure out why I always tell this to people all the time. Oh, everyone can find problems, but come at me with a solution too. Right. Mm -hmm. If I have to go find the solution on my own, well, I gotta, I gotta now schedule that into my normal timeline of events of things that I have to do for the day. And I got to tell you, it's going to be on the back burner. You know, if you come to me and say, Hey, I've recognized this. And, you know, this shift sucks. Well, why this sucks? Well, for one thing, I've got a new baby at home um, and I can't be there in the night to help my spouse take care of the kid. So she's cranky and grumpy and I'm feeling all those repercussions at home. And also I'm missing out on X, Y, Z things or whatever else, you know, or or it can be I have a new baby at home and I'm opposite the schedule. So I can't be there to help my spouse in the evening time. Uh, and then, and then also we have, uh, the person running the shift here and they are kind of, uh, ruled by force, not by, you know, like what empathy. am I trying to say? Six, what's like, the, what's like a fancy em- word for that? Oh, empathy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, 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 they're do what I say and I'm not listening to any input from anybody else. We're going to uh, do this okay. because I said, Oh, gotcha. like, no, that's messed up. That's against this. That goes against whatever. That seems unsafe. I don't care. I'm the lead. You're going to do what I do. Right. So you could say poor leadership. I, right. Also, this shift sucks because so-and-so is going to kill somebody mm-hmm. if we keep operating the way we are. Oh, that's a, okay. Somebody's going to get hurt because of the way we're operating. Hold on. Let's fucking slow it down here. Let's shut it down. What do we got to do 
what, what's happening. Give me the details. Let me go talk with their leadership and figure out what's what a, a path forward here. Right. And, and I think with safety, when it comes to safety, that's almost like a given. Everyone knows to say something about it. But it's one of those like where it's not a safety concern yet. You know what I mean? Like, well, the GSC is fucked up, but it still works. Or this is this is not the right way to wash an aircraft, but it gets the job done in two minutes versus 30 minutes, which is the right way to do things. So whatever. Right. No one right. says no one says nothing about that or no one or not a whole lot of people see the the ultimate outcome to those little gray areas or those bad. But no one but it gets the job done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think it's like the biggest part of like this is when you need to speak up is when you notice like these shady fixes or these shady uh, workarounds are becoming normal. And you can see where the train wreck is going to happen. That'd be the opportune time to say something. And most people, and this kind of goes into the culture of it too, because if everybody's doing it, who are you to say, well, that's wrong. They're all wrong, even though they've been doing this for 10, 15, 50 years or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so in this article, they did a study <clears throat> and the data that came out of that study says they found both personality and environment had a significant effect on employees' tendency to speak up with ideas or concerns. Employees with a high approach orientation who tend to seek opportunities and take more risk spoke up more often with ideas than those with a lower approach orientation. And employees who believed they were expected to suggest ideas spoke up more than those who didn't feel it was a part of their job. Ooh, so, that's, a good, that's a big one, too. Yeah. That's a big but, one too. Yeah. You know, so when they felt like they had to, you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of bridges the gap between the type A and type B personality. And that kind of goes into like the safety concerns too. Like if, if you when you're compelled to speak up about something, you know, you're going to, because like, that, like that's what we expect of you to do it. Cause if you just let these things keep sliding, sliding, sliding that now that's just more people down the process chain that gets blamed for whatever issue that pops up because of the lack thereof. Right. And then, you know, feels a part of their job. You also have those employees, um, you know, if they if they feel like they're not part of a team. Right. And this goes to the mm-hmm. company culture, too. I mean, every so often you just got to. Hey, hey, guys, appreciate what you're doing. Hey, or, or give feedback like, hey, here's what the program's doing. Because of what we're doing right now, we were able to achieve this on the mission side of it. Right. Um, and I noticed, especially in my most recent area, we don't get. A lot of that. All we do is we show up and we do oftentimes the same tasks over and over and over. We'll do mods, we'll do whatever, but we don't see, we don't see the results from all that hard work put in. So that also drives company culture of we're robots. Mm-hmm. It, it punches in, it does something and it punches out. And, and to it, people that also creates a culture of apathy um, hey, if you guys notice some areas that need uh, improving, hey, give us your ideas. We'd love to hear them. Eh, that's not really my job. Why don't you do that, Mr. Manager? That's your right. job to do that. But again, like we said, we're, we're at that 15,000 foot view. I don't see the ants on the forest floor, so I might miss something. I'm human. I'm going to miss something. It's going to happen. So so if you get show the culture of, hey, everything you do matters, and you have to do it in more than just 
it's again how you relay it, right? If you say it too often, say, hey, what you do matters, what you do matters, it loses something. Right. It loses uh, the weight, some weight to it. It's just words at that point. Nobody cares what you're saying. Oh, yeah, what well, you matters. Uh-huh. Um, you, have to, you have to show results, which if you can show numbers or if you have pictures from a mission, if you say, hey, you know, we got uh, – because because you guys killed on those twelve those two weeks of twelve hour shifts last month, we were able to uh, execute this mission, and we were able to take care of this, and we collected data on this, and and because of that, we were able to uh, keep America safe, type thing. Right, right. If you can, if you, I know, and I know, there's certain security levels to everything or whatever else, but if you can show that somehow. And like, let's say you're working in the corporate realm. Hey, we, we killed it. We pushed this bird through its FAA inspections. We passed with, uh, you know, 98% pass rate. Um, and because of that, we were able to get this VIP or pro athlete or musician or whoever you want to say, uh, out on a flight. And they said it was the best flight they ever had. And now they signed a contract with us that they're going to use us exclusively as a, as a, as a, uh, carrier for them. Right. As a, personal travel uh, firm for them, mm-hmm. man, it just shows you like, Hey, because of that, we, you know, we, we are now bringing in an additional 30 mil a year. Hey, and then this is going to benefit you guys and bonuses and whatever else. But if you can show those kind of things, man, that, that also improves the company culture where people are like, Hey, you know, all this is part of my job. Everything that I do here every day, when I show up as part of my job, be it identifying risk and, Posing those up, you know, pushing those up the chain to, to whatever. Um, right. that, that's how you, that's how you change company culture too, to get people to speak up. They got to feel like what they're doing matters, matters. themselves. Right. Now, you, matter of fact, <clears throat> that, that brought up a very interesting story to me, like as far as showing the results, uh, there was one instance where we were doing a whole lot of, um, long shifts to make certain flights happen. And one of the customers was that was using some of these flights was a band. It was a very popular band. I can't, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I should say that, but anyway, the, the <laughs> band was like just rock. They were just freaking uh, amazed by how much we were just doing for them and stuff. So what the corporate level leadership did is they brought the band down to the floor where all the guys were working and say, Hey, everyone take like the next three hours off. We're going to have like a, a meet and greet with the band who you guys were doing some of the work with and just see like, from and seeing here from them what your work has done and you know they they get they get three hours time off of it which was fantastic but they also got to see the results of their work like they met some pretty popular dudes they they saw like how much they liked what they did and and it's it's kind of like an um like a very good feeling when other people kind of spice up about your job like, oh, you guys are aircraft mechanics. That's fucking awesome, man. Like, you guys keep planes in the air. You guys are like, like, like airplane surgeons or some shit like that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> never really thought about it that way, but I guess I am. Yeah. It, it, it means something to hear from the people who get to, to feel the results of your hard, hard work and input. Um, not just your management and leadership, right? Yeah, you want positives from them because they write your reviews and this and that and what the other but if you get to meet you know idols of yours so to speak right it could have been your favorite band in in your case six right 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God, because I did this, I got to meet and I got photos with my favorite band. Like in my lifetime, I never thought that would happen. And that happened be- all because I was here and doing what I was doing now. You know, and because I put forth such a solid effort, I got to do this. I think that that that's a great way to show company culture um, or to improve company culture. Not just, you know, a lot of places they'll give out T-shirts and they'll give out uh, bags and they'll give out, you know, coins and whatever else. And the coins are kind of cool depending on what what they're for. But uh, what really would be like if you could see for me, I'm one of those like, well, we put forth all this effort now, but what did that accomplish? Like, because I met this mission, what was the mission? I mean, yeah, you, maybe you can't tell me in full details, but you could just say, Hey, uh, because we did that, um, we prevented, we prevented an international incident or something like that. Dang. That's cool. All right. Dang. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I know certain commercial airliners, like, um, they they recognize certain employees by giving them stuff from the like the aircraft manufacturers like say General Electric or General Aviation. I'm sorry, General Electric. God damn it, I'm really fucking it up. Like General <laughs> Electric, Rolls Royce, uh, Pratt and Whitney. Like they'll just they'll like pick a like some of the top performers. We're like, hey, here's a free gift from uh, Pratt and Whitney. Here's a free gift from Snap On. Here's a free gift from um, like uh, General Electric. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like getting free anything from snap on is a fucking blessing. <laughs> like like yeah, that, that, those tools are expensive, but they're, yeah. they're good quality. They're expensive. Yeah. I mean, granted it may not be much it's like, Oh, I like a little $50 box, whatever. But Hey, it's, a, it's $50 that says congrats for doing all that you do. Fuck. Thanks. Or, um, there was this one cool one. Uh, I can't remember who it was. They got a, like a Bluetooth speaker that looked like an engine like the aircraft's engine. Like, oh, that's cool. It, yeah. I was like, damn, that's pretty damn. That's awesome, man. I wish I had one of those pretty dope. And it that had like this whole, cool. it had like this whole uh, history of engine uh, pamphlet that went with it and all that stuff. Like, damn, man, you guys really put some work into this. Now you as the employer, you as the manager or you as the corporate leadership, you don't have to go that far out for your team. But other than just valuing, a that they're there and B that they do speak up because sometimes the things that you need to hear are some things that you don't want to hear. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I can tell well, you like, go ahead. Sorry. I'll say, I can tell you like no one likes to hear that they're fucked up, but if it's true, it might be something to hear from someone that belongs with in your team than from someone who's looking to smash you. So one thing I've learned recently and talking about this, changing company culture and all that uh, kind of just popped in my head now, but you know, we had mentioned doing annual reviews at the beginning of the show and I am currently doing that with some of my employees and, and some of these reviews are lasting two hours, but, but, but I'd say 15 minutes of that two hours was actually discussing work. The rest of it was just them talking to me about things going on in their personal life and things happening you know, things, other things that they notice. And as we're talking, they might bring up something else that they remembered about work. So don't, don't also don't cut people off and deny them time. Cause as they're talking, it might jog their memory about something else. Go, Oh, by the way, this, and Oh, by the way, that. And, and if you, if they have to try to condense everything that they've witnessed, but have it written down in, in 15 minutes, it's going to, 
you're going to miss something. But giving them the opportunity to just talk and vent about what's happening at work and outside of work um, is really good. And one thing I've re- I realized for me is I have not been spending as much time with all my employees as I do others, right? I'm, I'm there during the daytime. So all the daytime crew, yeah, I spend plenty of time with them and I talk to them all day. But my, my swings and nights crew, um, I see them for maybe an hour at the end of my day or an hour at the beginning of my day. But it's not even for a full hour because I got meetings to attend and I got end of day stuff to do and whatever else. So one thing I, I have to do better is maybe adjust my schedule here every so often to to hey this next week i'm gonna come in um three hours late and spend an additional three hours in the evening time with this and then i'm gonna come in three hours early to spend time with these guys and and put forth that effort right and hopefully maybe that'll validate him because they they might be looking at me going he doesn't give a shit about us he he only sees us when he has to type deal Mm -hmm. so so during these reviews, they were all really good. Not a lot of negative stuff was said, which is, which is good to hear, um, you know, not for me to them and for them to me, but giving them the opportunity to talk really uh, shows that you're there to listen. You're not there just for work. You're there as a person. Right. And I think that does matter to a lot of employees. He only talks to me when it's something work related. He doesn't really care, but like, no, we, you know, we, we, man, we had a two hour conversation and we talked about this, this and that. And that was nice. You know, we, he wasn't he wasn't just my boss for for that time he was just another person having a conversation right. and i think that's something that gets gets definitely lost in the weeds of corporate america definitely i can vouch this 100% and then it also makes them feel validated too when when they speak up to you or you speak up to a manager and they actually take some of your words for action maybe not like uh, in your face, like all berserker status, but maybe he like he throws in a comment there at at the most critical moment, like uh, someone's like say bashing your department, and then uh, you remember a time when one of your teammates mentioned something critical to you, like oh hey, well what about this? And that was just that that one haymaker that connected to the chin just at the right moment, you know, to ring someone's bell. I'm like, holy shit, he really did say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listen. Yeah, I like. I value what you say and I'm putting it where it belongs uh, on the table for the, re- for the decision makers to hash this out. Like it doesn't just sit on my desk and collect dust for the, for the rest of the time. Like if it's something that's value, it's something that we can act on or it's something that we can investigate on. It's going to get put on the table. Now there are certain environments where these uh, perspectives uh, may not jive so well with others. Like, Say if you're like in a brainstorming think tank, uh, think tank, it'd be more beneficial to just whoever voices the opinion first gets the gets the first dibs or whatnot. Versus like uh, most aviation scenarios where it's situation based, where like criticality and safety and uh, say um, like efficiency drive the need for you to speak up. But it the res- end result is like are your Action or are your voices being acted upon? That's the biggest uh, well, takeaway. And nice. And to add to that, right? To add to that. So, one thing I try to do, because you and I have both worked for uh, employers who uh, we didn't, we were kept out a lot of the pertinent information, right? We weren't <laughs> invited to all the meetings. So, and, and, and information wasn't trickled down to us. We were just kind of left to find out via email or phone call from somebody. 
And you're going, well, where's this direction coming from? Oh, it was discussed at the meeting today. Nobody told me, you know. So I try for my team to relay and be as open and transparent as possible. You know, come back after meeting. Hey, guy, you know, how was your meeting? Oh, actually, you know, we discussed this and this and that. And we talked about this, this and that. And here's where the next what we're projecting to do, you know, the next project over the next month to keep them feeling like they're part of a team and they're as informed as can be. And then, hey, you know, so with that, guys, I want to do, you know, as you're telling them information. So with that, I would like to be aware of this and I would like to look for these kind of issues. And if you guys find those kind of issues, write them down, try to fix them on the spot. But then let's come up with a a path forward for resolution so we can mitigate this as much as possible at these early stages. And so they feel like they're part of it. They've they've been let known what's coming down the pipe. Um, and kind of the path forward you want to go. And next thing you know, you come in and you got an email. Hey, we were doing this, this, and this last night. And we noticed this. We stopped it right away. We figured out a best way forward. And I think to to stop this from happening again in the future, we have to get the maintenance manual updated to incorporate whatever data. Dude, awesome. Awesome, right? Now, they've been kept informed. They feel like they're a part of the team. They've executed what you asked them to do. And then they see the results by the actions that they didn't put to you. And now the maintenance manual is updated and now it's no longer an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That I think is, is very important. And so, and really a lot of the stuff that I try to do is all stuff that now me being in a leadership role, um, all the stuff that I try to do as a manager is all things that I wasn't getting from past management, not all of past management, but a lot of past management things that were, that I didn't really care for and that I would like to see them do differently, but the culture didn't allow for. Right. So now I'm Mm -hmm. trying to, to change those and how I operate. And I think it's getting positive results um, and maybe not positive results from other departments, but those are my departments. And let's face it, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But if, yeah, if I, you know, their opinions, uh, whatever, I don't care. But as long as my team's solid and the changes that we're inputting are going to positively impact everybody else. And I think that's where they get that validation and they get that. Um, okay. I see what he wants and I can be open and honest and say, at least if I tell him, and here's the thing too, right? If they tell me something and say this and, and I try to get make change and I just keep getting steamrolled or, or overrun at a higher level, report that back down. Hey guys, I've tried, you know, here's the email traffic. I'm trying to make changes. Um, and I just keep getting hitting this brick wall, but at least they know, okay, well, thanks for trying though, you know, mm-hmm. but give them a reason. Don't just like, yeah, I'll look into it and then never report back. Hey, I looked into it, got this. Here's the email. They say by this date, this is going to happen. Okay, great. Or, hey, man, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And they're just telling me, no, it's not happening. MVP, you know, yeah. don't ask again. All right. Well, at least they got feedback, you know. Right. Again, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. But keeping informed. In- information is is vital. Right. And, and <clears> I think I think for this, we can close out. But, like, what are some ways that you as an individual and you as a manager can speak up right what are the some avenues that you guys can use to voice your concerns uh as an employee or as a individual uh, i mean we we've kind of been tagging this all throughout the episode where like one you can just you can confront the manager yourself 
either like directly, uh, privately, however, right? Um, clear, don't just blast out uh, an issue unless it's like literally it's about to kill somebody. Please don't do that, right? But if like say like mm-hmm. the engines on fire, please say, speak up as as loud as you can, as as a uh, as forceful as you can. But if it's there's a concern that something that's going to be trending towards a very negative uh, result, you can talk to your manager or who or your next hire manager for that specific concern, either individually or whatnot. You can uh, so um, some uh, areas have like a an amnesty program where like. You, there's like a safety drop box. You put a suggestion, you drop it in there and let it roll. If you, if you choose to not like name yourself specifically, but I'm pretty sure like with the handwriting and the gestures, it might be kind of blunt. So just mind <laughs> that as well. <laughs> um, there's a, it, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I was going to, you know, one of the things I would like to end the episode with is posing these questions to our listeners what do you guys do, you know, as, as, as your everyday worker, what do you guys do to uh, notice about your own company culture? Is it good? Is it bad? Um, and then let us know why it's good or bad. And if it's bad, what are some things that you could, that you think could be done by leadership to change that culture for a positive, more positive trend. And then if we have any other management or leadership out there, what do you guys same question. What do you guys notice about your company culture and what are, you know, good or bad? What do you do to make it good if it is good? And what are your plans to change it if it's bad? Uh, I would just like to hear from our listeners on that kind of because because I, again, information to me is vital and opening these discussions and listening to what, you know, what's going on around the world. Right. Because also with cultures, you know, we have different cultures globally. Right. And, and within their corporate realm they operate a little different than we do here in the States and it's normal there, but I would just like to hear, I would just like to hear the goods and the bads from, from the rest of the country, rest of the world. And then I can take all those goods out of that. And maybe there's some key points in there that I can apply to myself and my own team and my own company and program for the betterment. So I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Most def, please tell us those. And then like, and then uh, going on with the culture, like uh, do they have, a system in place where you guys can speak up about something and what's the, um, what's the culture behind that about you actually using it? Cause like, yeah, we have it, but no one uses it kind of like the suggestion box. It's there, but how many people actually put stuff in it? You know, that's not coming from someone who they know already put suggestions in a meeting setting. So that please def tell us. And then, um, what are some things that you guys, do right what some things you do wrong and ways we can improve ourselves because we ourselves we're trying to improve both ourselves and the team around us or the the people around us and i had a, a soccer coach in high school he was from zambia the country of zambia in africa and like six said we're always trying to improve you can always learn and he had a he always said that the day you stop learning is the day you're dead you, you should never stop learning from the time you're born to the time you die. There should be always something new you can learn. And so, and so, uh, and if you choose to stop learning halfway through life, you're dead or brain dead essentially is how, how he would say it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, give us your, give us your uh, answers to these questions. Um, and then I would like to, again, 
going back and reviewing it, right? Don't just give us this. We read it on the side and then nothing. I would like to do another whole episode on this where we read your guys's uh, inputs and comments and, and do a whole other episode on that kind of saying, Hey, here's a follow-up to this episode. Here's what our listeners from around the world have said. And we can talk about the goods and the bads and discuss those uh, between ourselves and with you guys over the airwaves. And I think that would be really interesting for a lot of us around the globe to, to hear and understand. That's a fantastic idea. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very jazzed up to hear that because I actually want to do that now. Like, please send us those. Uh, we most definitely want to do episodes like that where we read feedback from you or we read suggestions from you and just kind of give, give the input as to how we're going to incorporate it and how we feel we can adjust uh, both for ourselves and for you, the listener. Please do. I'm, I'm so for that. I'm all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting to hear um, all of your guys' inputs and how you operate within your realm, wherever you're located on the planet. Please. Uh, and with that, uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a Bye. good uh, holidays. Happy holidays. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Frushauer, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.